Ladies and gentlemen, make way for your four hosts. There's Ross, a man so passionate that he could turn any airline feud into a full-blown Kardashian drama. Then there's Christos, the only one of our four hosts who actually knows anything about flying a plane. Then there's Tom, a man so loud that he can still be heard over the roar of a GE90 engine. And finally, the man with the news, and the only one who talks any sense, there's Nick. This is the Radio Runway Podcast. Hello, hello, welcome back to another jam-packed episode of the Radio Runway Podcast. Boys, how are we feeling? How are we going? I'm feeling energetic, hyped up after that. It's been a while since we had the uh, the OG intro, isn't it? Yeah, it was actually nice just reminiscing in the... Guitar soloiness. That's it. That's f- I just couldn't think of the instrument, but that's yes, it. Yes, it's called a guitar. I, I've, I've heard they're very popular. And yeah, I've heard go. that as well. But obviously Ross hasn't heard of it before. So That's right. But you know what they're not as popular, Christos, as? As what? Aviation. That is true. I was waiting for someone to say I'm feeling very good. I'm feeling I'm very, very good. Very good. <laughs> that's right. All right. So, Christos, I believe you got a juicy little snack of a black box for us today. 100% boys. You know what? We've had some pretty big topics in the past, but for today, and I want our listeners to have a bit of fun with us as well. Just want everyone to take a trip down memory lane and again explain as to how we all got into this magnificent industry called aviation. And I want to hear a funny story of a trip or an aviation experience you have all had. Let's make the listeners laugh a little bit, I reckon. Okay. We don't do that already? Or <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's a low-key savage comment from Christmas over there. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, fire away, my friend. What's your... I'm sure you've got one in the wings. Ah. Oh. There it is. Unintentional, by the way. I did not mean that. Uh, Tom, that joke isn't taking off really well. Actually, to be honest, I think that... Uh, Makes you feel very good. good. There it is. <laughs> so, yeah, Christos, no. Right, I'll away. begin with a little... Uh, okay, so, yeah, I think from our first episode, we briefly all spoke about it. Um, yeah, I probably got into aviation again when I was around four years old. Not entirely. That's when I was introduced to it. Had a bit of a fun on the simulator. Went to the airport a few times, a couple of air shows. But it really... Uh, the aviation bug got me at nine when I went on my first flight on a Jetstar A320 out of Avalon. Didn't know it was happening until I had boarded the aircraft and the engine started. And it was at that wow. moment that uh, I got were told, you, yeah, we're going flying. Were you that naive as a kid? Uh, I, apparently I got told we're taking a tour of the aircraft and it's going to get taken to the hangar by the tug and, you know, they're just going to show everyone around. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, no worries. I had a feeling I was lied to in a good way, but... Definitely worth it. Definitely worth the uh, surprise. Got to go in the cockpit too for the first time. And that's when it really sunk in and said, yep, all right, this is what I'm doing for aviation. Wait, so your first ever flight that you did, you obviously didn't know that you were going to fly. Nope. But at the end of the flight, you got a tour of the cockpit. Before, uh, she no. So what happened was I got sat down in the terminal building and then we heard on the... If s- you can call it that at Avalon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty well. Okay, terminal one. shed then. Terminal yeah, shed. Terminal shed, yes. Yeah, so we're sitting down. The aircraft is there. And then I hear on the speakers, um, Christos Minis, the, uh, you're being requested to the gate. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. Then we see the gate um, gate agent. And she goes, um, the uh, the captain wants to, wants to see you in the cockpit. Yeah. I'm like, huh? I was like, what? Right, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So anyway, I'm like, all right, cool. So they um they escorted me and my old man. He doesn't like him when I call him the old man, but the old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got taken to the cockpit where the first officer was waiting. Um, the captain was doing the walk around. They sat me in the um. Actually, stand by. They sent me in the uh, the captain's seat, and I was like, "What is this place? There's buttons everywhere. I couldn't see over the uh, over the." That's uh, so sick. Yeah, no, nah, it was. Was that your first your first takeoff on that day as well? One hundred percent. I've never been on an aircraft before. Okay, like good. That well, day. can I just say while you're pulling that up, I'm picturing this is how it went down. You're there. The aircraft turns onto the runway, ready to depart. Oh, look! There he is. <laughs> oh, it's. Sideways, Christos. What there happens? Okay, so I'm picturing, right? You're there. You're in your seat. Yep. The engines fire up and you start barreling down the runway. Oh, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen at home, picture this. Christos's shocked face <laughs> as he elevates and this is the sound that's going on. So just picture. Engines are spooling up. <laughs> We're, we're lifting up now. Christos's face, he has tears coming out of his eyes. I think I was... He yeah, can't believe what he's seeing. Pretty much. It's banking right straight off of departure. Christos can see the ground in the distance. And he's like, hang on a second. We're not, we're not in Kansas anymore. No, we ain't in Kansas anymore, y'all. Exactly. So. Pushed back into my seat. And funny enough... I still think it was a toga thrust that day. Now that I know what's Oh, yeah. Well, that's definitely what's playing then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah. So, and it was from that moment, um, I'm like, yep, this is what I want to do. Uh, so, hey, up, that's how I got into aviation. That's a great story. And we actually had a bit of fun, didn't we, Tom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm such an idiot. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Christos, I had the pleasure of being a uh, passenger princess in a Papa Warrior with uh, with good old Christos over here, and it was good fun. We went out of uh, MEB Essendon in um, Wyoming in Melbourne. Yeah, and you know why we went out of Essendon? Because it's where all of the rich private jet people go out of, and so we wanted to feel <laughs> we wanted to feel rich luxury and <laughs> exactly, rich and private exactly. But yeah, no, <laughs> we had a bit of fun that day. Um, it was good. I guess probably the most funniest experience I've had as well was. All right, we're going. We're going back to Hamilton Island, boys. Oh, here we <laughs> yeah, go. Hamilton. Yeah, we're going back to Hamilton Island. Uh, on our, I need, I need was, a hammer story. Counter. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the very first time I went to end on Jetstar again. Shout out to Jetstar, love you guys. We didn't know that there used to be dot. Well, you can catch direct flights to Hamilton Island from Melbourne. So we went when we went with Jetstar. We had to stop over in Sydney. And on the way home, we found out that. On it was runway three four right, an aircraft had broken down. I think it was an A three thirty, so they resulted to single runway ops, and the airspace was heavily congested. So we ended up holding for a little bit. We're holding, we're holding, and then out of nowhere, we get told um, we're gonna have to divert to Newcastle to refuel. It's like, oh, okay. My family's like gobsmacked, and I'm like, yay, <laughs> 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 like, yay, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. They're probably listening to listening and saying, shut up, Christos. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, diverted to Newcastle. Now we had a connecting flight, so we're like, "All right, this is about to get interesting." Get to Newcastle, uh, everyone's on on tarmac. Like we couldn't leave the aircraft; they're refueling. Multiple passengers are getting off and start arguing with the crew and with the techies. 
Uh, was it just tough light? Yeah. Standard. Yep. Fair. Because everyone was like, what's going on? We want to get off. We'll catch a bus down or we'll catch a transport to Sydney. And the crew's trying to figure out how all this is going to work. But the thing is, the aircraft was already refueled and everyone's still arguing. So my uncle gets up and starts not having a go, but he's saying, we all want to leave. Whoever wants to get off, can you just go? And other people were backing him up saying, yeah, I know. We want to leave as well. Hurry up. Make a decision. So passengers are arguing between passengers on of who's getting off and who's staying on. A couple of people got off. We ended up departing. The crew was really, um, really nice because they knew we had a connecting flight. There was some spare seats. So they said, look, the moment uh, the aircraft lands, we're going to get you straight off first. Um, so be ready. Um, when we got to Sydney, there was nowhere to park. <laughs> oh, my God. All the gates were full. <laughs> so we went to, I think, where it's uh, Rex, where the Rex apron was, or where oh, the yeah. Rex parking bay is, uh-huh. and they were getting buses non-stop. Did you get waved in into one of the Saab 340B pads? Oh, we, <laughs> and it, like, turns at the end? <laughs> power down, power Something down. Like that. Anyway, so we all get off. We're on the bus. They're quickly loading the bus. We're rushing to the terminal beating, building. We had to get our bags. So it wasn't like for some reason we had to go get our bags and then recheck them in. Mm. Um, and you so were flying Jetstar both. Yeah. And we you had to. That's oh, Yeah, that's what I mean. We had to go really to the baggage. Odd. I wonder if it's because the baggage infrastructure was linked somehow to the Rex pads where you pulled in. Maybe. And so in sh- not rather, having than, rather go- than being able to transfer because it's not from JQ infrastructure to JQ infrastructure. Well, that's the thing. We had to catch to a bus. Stuff. Like, you know, there were multiple pretty inconvenient. Buses. Mm-hmm. So we had to run, and mind you, we only had like probably I think half an hour, not uh, half, not even half an hour. Sorry, I think it was probably fifteen minutes before checking closes. So and then baggage kept like we we're waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting, waiting. Anyway, we got our baggage. We rushed to the checking counter, and the lines are like massive. We're like we're not going to make it. So I quickly snuck around and went to one of the front desks and said, "Look." It's not our fault. We were delayed because we had to divert. We just got back. Can we please just come to the front and check our bags? We're going to miss our flight. And the guy's like, you better get here quick. So I checked my bag in first. And like amazing race style, I left my whole family behind. And I'm rushing, running <laughs> through security. And then I see my uncle running. Then I see my cousins running. Everyone's running one after the other. Security guard even said, relax, relax. I'm like, no, no, no. I've got to get to the gate. We're going to miss our flight. Long story short, the family wanted me to get to the gate and tell them to wait that we're coming. So I'm running through Sydney, um, Sydney Airport right now, looking like a maniac, trying to find the gate. I run to the gate. The aircraft isn't there. They're telling me you're at the wrong gate. Your flight is further down. Literally, this music. This is Christos <laughs> running through the terminal. I'm running. I'm a big I'm storyteller. I'm bolting. about giving a vision to the to the uh, audience. I'm bolting. The family's bolting behind me. I finally get to the gate. I'm like, wait, we're coming. We're here. Our connecting flight was two hours delayed. <laughs> oh. oh. Get out. Oh. Jetstar. All that for nothing. And I'm like, oh, Maccas? <laughs> it's probably one of the rare occasions where you're actually glad that a flight's delayed. Like you're just, <laughs> oh, thank goodness. We were exhausted. It was just, unfortunately, it was a mess. Not not having a go at Jetstar, they tried their best to get us up. Uh, to our connecting flight, but yeah, it was just a shim- shizmozzle. A shizmozzle. A yes. shizmozzle. I've not heard that one before. Yeah. Um, yeah, we. I don't even think we found out what happened to the runway. That That's was actually like a the, good discussion yeah, point, that, that to be honest. Down. Just the fact that uh, secondhand uh, equipment that a lot of low-cost carriers have come with the drawback of aging quicker, 
and uh, as a result, going AOG more often. I'd love to see the stats of AOG aircraft at someone like Jetstar versus Qantas. I think like it was an A330 uh, that was broken mm. down. Oh, really? Um, but the thing is, it was broken down on 3-4 right, yeah. So Yeah, right. Um, Literally right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good one. But anyway, that was Thank the you. first time I experienced an amazing race type event. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Don't want to do that again. Yeah. Um, oh, there's plenty of that sort of stuff. Like, I remember a story of uh, mine, actually. Um, shout out Dylan and Tony if you're listening to the podcast, because this happened when I was with them. This was back in 2018. We were um, coming home from Hong Kong from... Well, we were coming home to Melbourne from Hong Kong, uh, flying Cathay back, uh, we were catching the bus from where we were staying in uh, in Dylan's place, um, and there was huge congestion inside this town that was r- right next to the airport called Tung Chung, and we were stuck in traffic for about an hour and a half. Shout out, Chung. <laughs> shout out Chung, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and shout out Tung as well. There's probably a Tung out there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, shout out the whole town of Tung Chung. Shout out the whole town of Tung Chung, exactly. Yeah. Tung Chung's a good place. Yeah. Yeah, TC's a good place. TC, oh, yeah. on a personal level. So have you shout been to TC often? Oh, I go to TC all the time, man. I go to TC all the time. Shout out You're Pepper Lunch. You're chatting to TC right now. Shout out Pepper Lunch. Those who know oh. <laughs> Pepper lunch. Okay. Pepper lunch. Pepper lunch, mate. But anyway, we're stuck in traffic for about two hours. Um, and we're in the and we're in the bus and we come from a place where there's a lot of Cathay pilots. Um, so Okay, a, flex. Flex over here. Right. We, oh yeah, just another Cathay pilot, mate. No worries. No, but we, we were Shout out Mitch. Yeah. Well we were on the <laughs> bus um, and one of the Cathay pilots was sitting next to us. Um, and like we were stressing because we were worried that we would be delayed for our flight. And this Cathay pilot's like, oh, I don't care. It's not like the flight's going to depart without me. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what? That's true. I reckon there must be a certain level of nonchalance that comes with being a captain. Yeah. Where it's like almost like, quick, quick, you're going to be late, mate. Uh, am I? I'm the one that's driving the plane. Yeah, like- literally. I mean, I mean, I say that like the area that we're from has a lot of Cathay pilots. And that is true. It's so true to the point where one of the stops on the bus route is Cathay City. So Cathay City? Yeah, Cathay City, Cathay HQ. So Dylan's dad is a Cathay, well, was a A350 captain. Um, and he took us to the terminal. Um, I guess he wanted to see us off. But thank goodness he was there because we got there maybe less than an hour before the flight was scheduled to depart. Oh. And we still had to check our bags in, go through security and do everything. So that was just really sort of stressful. We were we ran in. I think Dylan's dad was like, let's get these guys on as quick as possible. We kind of, I think we went into like, we just hacked into like the business class counters or the first class counters because there was yeah. nobody there. And, and he was like, yeah, I work for Cathay. These fellas need to get out. And they were like, yeah, sure. Let me just hack into the mainframe. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Um, we got through security. We got through immigration. And it turns out like literally the gate where our aircraft was was probably the furthest away it could ever be from like check-in. So we ran all the way out there and we made it with like maybe 15 minutes to spare. Uh, that was back in 2018. Um, shout Dylan and Tony once again. If you listen to the shout podcast, out. I know they do. Um, I know Dylan does. He was talking about it the other day. So, um, 
This is this is you guys hacking into the Cathay mainframe and heading across to the gate. Damn right it was. Yeah, that's right. Damn right. But we made it back. We made it back. It was all good. Successful mission, some might say. But I guess that was like our... Uh uh, amazing race. Well, that was my amazing race story. That's probably the latest I've ever been to a flight is that situation, like to the point where you sort of think to yourself, I might not make it. The other one was like when I was in Sydney in 2019 and we, we took off maybe 15 minutes before curfew and it was like really stressful, to be honest. I, I thought like, damn, I'm going to stay here tonight. Like no way Jetstar are going to pay for Sydney curfew. We're going to stay here overnight. But yeah. <laughs> There's no way the low-cost carrier are not going to be cheapscapes. Is that the vibe? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Wow. Um, all right. Well, I didn't say it. I feel as though I've talked a little bit now, but I don't know. Who, who has something to say next? I just want to know also, Cathay City sounds like the name of a GTA 5 map. Grand Theft Auto, Cathay City. <laughs> Can we get a Jetstar City? That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, you really are from the Western suburbs. <laughs> if you think that would be amazing. No, I'm joking. Sorry. That was wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, we'll I was it. trying to think, would it be a cheap city or an expensive city for its users? No, you know what? It'd be the base city and any added extras in the city would cost extra. Oh, you want street, <laughs> you want street lights on at night? You got to enter the coin, put a coin. Well, it'd, be like the, it'd be like the original GTA where you start off on like the first island and then you have to build up to the rest. That's right. <laughs> All payments must be done with physical card or cash. Unfortunately, they don't have Apple Pay yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, jokes on you, we're getting a new hospital. Oh, how much did that? For all the stabbings? The sunshine, right? (laughs) Says the one that lives next to Frankston. I don't live next to Frankston. I'll have you know. How far do you live from Frankston? Bong Beach and Seaford are right near it. How far? Bong Beach. How far do you live from Frankston? Sounds like a Super Mario Brothers level. Like 10 kilometers? (laughs) All right, Ross, your turn. All right, well, I couldn't think of one specific story to say, so I've got a few short stories here ready to go all of which are shenanigans of when me and my family go flying ah yes let me just pull up the Tadiska soundtrack one second yes Tom if you could get that started please of course (laughs) (laughs) continue so the first flight this was in 2012 we were flying on a Delta flight 717 from New York JFK (laughs) to Buffalo New York yeah now in America, all of the flight attendants are really all about their good service. So upon boarding, we have just just walked through the door and the flight attendant has given me and Bella a, a glass of Coke. Oh, um, a glass a, of Coke. Or you know, a plastic cup oh. of, of Coke. I, I drank my... We haven't even sat down. She, as she's checking our boarding passes, we're boarding plane, she's given us this. I go, okay, so I drank mine. Bella was really fussy as a kid, so she didn't want to drink hers. Mum and Dad didn't want to hold it, so they told Bella, can you just hold on to your Coke? Oh, is it I like one of those stories where like th- these mates stitch one bloke up and they like go through the Macca's drive-thru and get like 15 million cups of water and then they smash on the brakes on the way home and it goes everywhere? Similar. Oh God. But not so but not so much. Ah, so, speed brakes. No. <laughs> oh. So we boarded the plane, holding our boarding pass, you know, backpack, carry-ons and this glass of Coke as we're walking to our seat. Uh, we take our seats, but Bella... Is sitting, um, Bella's sitting behind me, and we taxi to the runway. And as we've taken off, and I start to see all this coke you know, dripping down. Oh no, dripping down it's the diverteria um, 2.0. <laughs> it's dripping I, down I, the aisle. I, I, I see all this coke dri- 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 well. dripping down the. <laughs> 
So I see this coke dripping down the aisle and I'm looking on Bella. Did you spill it? She goes, no, I put it on the floor. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Bella. Bella. So that's probably the first story. <laughs> I didn't turn this up louder, to be honest. The second story happened two weeks later while we were on that same trip two in the US. Two weeks later? Yep. Oh it was gosh. on another flight. Um, another Delta Airways flight from That's Orlando from Orlando through to uh, through to Las Vegas. Um, Vegas. So it was me. So it was on a seven three seven. So me, Mum, and Bella were in one row, and my dad was sitting on the aisle seat in front of us. Dad is one to fall asleep on flights quite heavily, as in will be out cold. You have to shake him to kind of wake him. Anyway, so the way he's fallen asleep, he p- picture he has fallen asleep but leaning forward, so his head is basically on the seat in front of him. Oh, so he's already in the safety brace position. Yeah, it's essentially that. But He's, he's being long-term but safe, forward-thinking. He's fallen forward asleep thinking. like that to the point where the flight attendant was coming down the aisle and looking at him <laughs> as if, it, should we wake him to put him back in his upright position or not? He just I don't dropped know. three Xanaxes, nah. mate. You can't, you can't wake that man up. Like, it, it was out cold, but the, it was almost like... It, I got up to walk past him and you could see his face kind of just on the seat in front of him just going up like that. Fantastic. Like it, it, awesome. it was a hilarious look and uh, my sister and I were eating uh, we're eating not Pringles um, pretzels behind us and we started to throw, <laughs> throw I, them I, I in. Just, I just want to say something. The viewers can't see what Ross is doing but he literally made like the hand gestures for a knife and fork. I'm Italian. And he said, I'm eating Pringles. And he did hand gestures for a knife and fork. I'll first say, have you not, I'm Italian. So when we're on the phone, we do actually have hand signals as well. Anyway, so we I've started- heard of people eating pizza with a knife and fork, burgers with a knife and fork, but Pringles, Ross? <laughs> no, it wasn't yeah. Pringles, it was pretzels. Psycho. We were eating pretzels, not with a knife and fork. And we started throwing the crumbs at him. Oh, I'm still doing it again. A, we started a, throwing the crumbs at him. So backpedaling. So just to clarify, if Ross sees a can of Pringles but has no knives and forks, the Pringles wasn't an option. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want yours yesterday. <laughs> and I didn't have a knife and fork. <laughs> On to the next story. Absolutely. Circus. All right, so between two connecting flights in Hawaii, uh, we were running. Our first flight was Qantas from Melbourne to Honolulu. The second flight was from Honolulu to Kona on a Hawaiian seven one seven. Our first flight into Hawaii was delayed, so we we basically had to collect our bags and run as fast as we yourselves can. in people. Buckle yourselves in people. Yes. Oh, that was great. That wasn't even soundbite. The second one. Maybe it was because it was me that who did the soundbite, and I'm also saying it again. Thanks for mansplaining that. Continue. So picture us running through the terminal. We're, or we're, we're, it's right on departure time. We're running through the terminal trying to get to this. We're running down the hallway. And then, we, then we've stopped because it's me, mum and Bella. And where's dad? Where's dad? We look down the hallway. He goes, I need to go to the toilet. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I'm getting the clown sound right back up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you turned it off. Yeah, no. Oh, seriously. So we're running down the terminal trying to make our trying to make our connecting flight because at this point they are paging our names over the speakers. Could the two disco family of four? So they're paging they're paging all of our names and the, the three of us are standing in the hallway. We're saying, "Where's dad? Where's dad?" He's we see him about fifty meters down the end of the hallway. He's screaming, "I need to go to the toilet!" and proceeds <laughs> to run in. Keep in mind, he has only gone to the toilet maybe twenty minutes before that. Oh. Oh. Which annoyed us even more. So we're at the, all at the entrance of the toilet, yelling, yelling at him, "Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up!" And eventually, when that was done, we're dra- dragging him through the terminal to the gate, which just so happened to be right at the end of the hallway. And we eventually got on the plane. 
the greasy looks all of the flight attendants and all of the passengers were giving us as we boarded that plane because they were just glaring at us. We were the last ones to board, but we had to walk all the way to the back of the plane. (laughs) (laughs) So we just go, excuse me, sorry, like because we're probably the reasons that we're late. Yeah, and it was I'd probably so. the most awkward, one of the most awkward kind of entrances to a flight I've ever made. Oh my gosh! In true Tadiska style, huh? that's where Tadiska standard time came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To STT in its origin stage. Yeah, I'd say that only slightly delayed. That's the name of this episode. It's going to be Standard Tadiska Time: The Origin Story. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's yeah, a work in progress. It's a work in progress. No. I wouldn't say that's the origin story, but certainly one Never of the contributing factors. Something like this. Yeah, true. Yeah. Interesting story. But he still got on the plane. Oh, yeah, we, we made it on board. Yeah. So yeah. it goes that sap. Well, here's the moral of the story from the first three stories that we've heard of, is we all made it on the plane, regardless of how difficult the situation was. I already was. know exactly where you're going with this, Nick. Um, no. Oh, Okay. That's, that's all I wanted to say. We're talking about just, made it on the plane. Actually, it's more about making it into a country is the one I thought you were talking about. No. Uh, my, my, no, no we'll get no, to that no. in a second. But I got to say, they're just traveling with my family and what it's like. But if I have to say my favorite aviation stories is back when I was in uni and me, Nick and Christos were all fortunate enough to go on a trip to Qantas head office. Yes. And we were fortunate enough to be given a tour of two A380s Hang that happened to sec. be on the tarmac. I think very exciting. Yeah, don't cr- you dare. <laughs> when, we were, when we were in uni, uh, me, Nick and Christos were fortunate enough to be given a tour of Qantas head office. And at the time they had two A380s parked on the tarmac as well. So we were all fortunate enough to be given a tour of those two aircraft as well. Uh, so probably there's two stories in here, both of which Christos comes off. Second each, best. Yeah, comes off second best. <sighs> so the first one, we're walking underneath uh, the A380s and we can see that the, the, jet, the jet exhaust, is it? What, yep. some, some, some exhaust, whatever it is. Um, is on. Uh, we all walk around it, but Christos, who is completely oblivious to the whole situation, proceeds to walk underneath it. Mm-hmm. Get gets probably what? How did it feel? Like a fireball to the face? Like yeah, how a little was bit it? Fireball to the face. <laughs> Wasn't expecting it. Keep in mind when this was when this was happening, he just couldn't stop screaming. He just goes, ah, fuck. Probably. Hang on, I wasn't screaming. I was just taken by shock. Taken by shock at the what? No, because two hundred kilometer, an, two hundred kilometer an hour, one hundred degree air just blasting you in the face. No, because I was wondering because I'm walking around complete in orb at what I'm walking underneath, and I notice everyone's starting to go into like a U shape, and I'm on my own walking in the middle, <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, a big fireball just hit me in the face, and then I wonder, oh, so that's why everyone was walking around. And then I see Ross laughing like a little girl in the back. Hey. I don't, it was it was funny. Shots fired. Oh, it was very <laughs> funny. I don't care. Wait, 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 wait. You tell me there was shots fired as well? Oh my gosh. Guys, well, I mean, guys, take one on. look at Christos, you know. Guys, come on. Not with the war going on at the moment. And a few minutes later, we were all we all actually got the opportunity to go on board the aircraft as well. And we were looking around at all the equipment they had there. So obviously we, the first place we went to was the cockpit. We we're all looking at all the equipment in there. And then we were all looking throughout the cabin as well, the crew rest facilities they have on the A380s, which was pretty fascinating to see firsthand as you would never normally see that as a passenger. And towards the end of it, we were all towards uh, the central galley of, of the aircraft. And they started to... <laughs> They started to let us have turn, taking turns about talking through the PA system. Nick, when it was his turn to talk through the PA, 
He proceeds to name Christos and say that he's a safety threat and he must evacuate the aircraft. And Christos proceeds to run out the door <laughs> off the plane. The least you could have done was get my name right. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he pronounced his last name wrong as well. Yeah. Christos that, minus. That just yep. adds to the authenticity of... Ross... Thank you for those funny stories, except for when you completely roasted me just then. It wasn't a roast. It's just the truth of what happened, and there were witnesses there. To- You're right. The aircraft roasted me. And he- <laughs> I want to... Wanna- he was a living euro. A living euro! I want to know what got you into aviation. I think I've said this uh, on the podcast as well, but... Virgin Blue. Close. That was the f- my- That was my first memorable flight. It was a Virgin Blue flight. Uh, from Gold Coast to Melbourne on the 737-700. Hawaiian Air 717. No, you're in the right region though. Think Pacific. <sighs> oh, 747. Oh, it was yeah. an Air Pacific 747-400 flight from Melbourne to Nandy. I don't know what came over me on that flight, but when I was on board, I was just sort of taken aback at just just the sheer size of the aircraft at the time, especially with being a little kid yeah, and just being on board the flight, taking off, you know, flying and landing. I don't know. There wasn't really a particular moment in the flight that made me think, right, I, w- I want to be in aviation, but that's, that's where it all started. It was going on that flight on a 747, which I think is a pretty humbling start to yeah, so becoming good. an av geek. But yeah, that was my first flight that really got me into aviation. But, but was that your first ever flight that you took or no the first ever flight i took i was a few months old so i have no memory of it but i was allegedly on a Qantas flight from either melbourne to maroochydore or melbourne to hobart (laughs) you say allegedly like you don't trust what your parents have told you (laughs) because they they told me that uh, uh, my first flight was on ANSET and they showed me the boarding pass and it was from two years before i was even a thought so (laughs) i will never know i'll have to do some more digging through the archives at home but it was either so it was the queen of the skies that got you yes it was a queen of the skies flight that got me into aviation before you were a glit in vincenzo's eye you (laughs) too I'll leave that in just for you, Vince. I hope you're enjoying listening to this. Tom, the man that you can hear over a GE9 engine. I want to know how you got the aviation bug, sir. Uh, okay, my dad flew a lot for business when he was um, when I was very young. He had a job that required him to travel a lot between, uh, well, funnily enough, Nick, Melbourne and Hong Kong and Melbourne and Singapore. Those were, those were his main two destinations. Mm. Um, so Good he place. he was um, the um, he was a Silver Chris Club frequent flyer. I can't remember what level. I think he had platinum Chris, at one Chris stage. Club. Isn't that Singapore Airlines? Yeah, it is. Uh, did you just say Christos or Silver Chris? Silver oh. Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's Singapore. And what's the the Cathay one? I think at one stage he was like like silver on Cathay or something. I don't know. Point being, he flew a lot. Now, he, he had this um, infographic book. He had this infographic book, this big, thick, hardcover infographic book that had every single type of commercial aircraft used, um, like, as an airliner from, you know, the start of the jet age to about 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. And I would go through that every night before bed. I'd go that through that every day when I got home from school. I found it absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Each page had the aircraft type, the specs, 
the day of the date of inception, how many there there were out like, that had been delivered at the time of the book's publishing. Yeah. Had a cross sections of every aircraft. And I adored that book. And my dad just like would sometimes sit there and like tell me stories about the different aircraft he's been on. You know, the Lockheed ten eleven, the constellation. Damn. You know. Wolfed. Or, you know, um, all the DC-3. My mum would tell me stories about the DC-3 as well. She, in her time in PNG. But, you know, all these different stories. He even flew on the flying death trap, the DC-11. What? Um, and survived? And he's here to tell the story. Did he yeah. get a t-shirt? I survived. The DC-11. <laughs> you know what? If we ever get hey, merch, wait, we should D- do that. Isn't it DC- wait, is it DC-10 MD-11 maybe? Maybe the MD-11. Sorry, you're right. Because DC-10 and then MD-11. Was Sorry, the it was the MD-11. I apologize, Avgeek fans. Um, but yes, we need to make that T-shirt. When we start our own merch line, that's going to be one of the first items. A little radio runway logo right in the center of the shirt, up the top and underneath in big, bold letters, I survived the MD-11. Yeah, give that to Scott Conway. I will. I will, absolutely. So that really... That and then hearing... coming, My dad coming back from... His trips and telling me all about the different wide bodies that he um, he went on and and hearing about his trips went on the triple seven two hundred a lot a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice um, nice so yeah I mean it was just fantastic and and I had a few incredible experiences as a kid my my grandfather was I was very fortunate that my grandfather took my brother and I on the United seven four seven fifth freedom flight from. Uh, from Melbourne to Auckland. I've talked about it before on the podcast. You have, yeah. Pre-merger. Your, your brother locked himself in the bathroom. Locked, locked himself in the <laughs> bathroom. That's a classic. So yeah. um, I don't have any like crazy, insane aviation stories that I haven't already told on the podcast. The depo- the deportation story. And but for anyone that's wondering, my nickname in the in the group chat with these boys is The Deporter. Yeah, and rightly so. Rightly so, exactly. Jamie, I want to apologise. Yeah, I've for said Tom's I, behavior. I do all the time. I think probably the, maybe I haven't spoken about this one element of the, of this, of the, the deportation story before, but when, <clears throat> when she was getting... Uh, escorted by two armed guards from the detention facility to the gate. Mm-hmm. I, and she's been stormed down the middle of the... I don't think she had handcuffs on, thankfully. She's been escorted by armed guard through the terminal. And I am in this incredible tea shop. Um, there's a very famous tea yeah, shop, Yeah, it's called right? TWG, I think. TWG. I, I think that's the one that you They had an about, airport yeah. uh, shop. And I was going through. It was it's so luxury. It's amazing. I, I bought so many teas from there because yeah, I mean I'd, I'd spent less than twenty four hours in Singapore at the time. For now, mm-hmm. we'll do a boys trip one day. Look out! Yeah, I'm really keen to go and check out Marina Bay Sands. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm do I'm just doing that, you know. Anyway, I'm facing the wall with the cashier, and I turn around to go like, I was like, hmm, let me wait, let me just get this one instead. And I turn around, and as I turn around, I look. And there's Jamie walking past <laughs> oh, no with two way. armed guards, one on either oh. side. She see, she looks and then looks back and then goes, wait a second, and does a double take and sees me and waves to all teary-eyed and I felt awful. And I was like, I am a horrible person. I'm literally in this luxurious tea shop, <laughs> buying teas, having the time of my life, elevator-style music <laughs> off in the background. And here's this poor girl being escorted by... People, guards that have literal firearms strapped to their to their side, walking her to gate twenty seven down the very end. It was just like oh, I, I'll never forget that. But that's probably the closest I get to like a funny side of a 
an aviation story that I have. I wouldn't say it's funny for Jamie. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> what tea did you buy? Oh, really? Yeah, I bought a couple. Um, there's, there's a lot. There's there's really a lot. I bought the oh, Bon Voyage I'm, I'm, I'm series. There it, right it is. There. The Bon yeah, Voyage. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll do a tea review next Did you episode. buy it at T2, Terminal 2? Get it. PWG oh. at uh, T2. Nice. Get it, get it, get it. Okay. T2, Terminal okay, 2. Okay, well, there's one, there's one that's not really funny. It's just more interesting. When I went, when I went, to, uh, when I went on my recent um, trip over to Japan and, and Europe mm-hmm. with, uh, with, with Jamie, yeah, I didn't get her deported. Good. Uh, which is really good. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, we <laughs> turn up to Terminal 4 because we're going via Cairns to Narita. With the beloved jet star. The star. The star. Um, anyway, we missed the check-in for our Melbourne to Cairns flight. It Oof. closes and we've missed out. So we're a little bit peeved. We decide to go to the uh, Terminal 4 and we, we get some breakfast and we sit there and we, we, we regroup and we plan and we're like, well, what do we do? Like, We just, I guess, try and you know, get tickets for the next flight if there's any you know way of doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I went, you know what? There's a Melbourne to Haneda direct flight today. I wonder if there's any bookable tickets. So I go on and I, I check. Sure enough, there's some some tickets available. No ways. So we book on the Melbourne to Haneda direct flight and we, we end up in Japan a day earlier, which is great. But on that flight, and it is who someone who I'm sure is an avid listener, Nathan Buckley of the Collingwood Football Club. Really? What? Yeah, he's sitting directly like on. There's me and um, Jamie, and there's Isle, and then there's Nathan Buckley and his uh, new partner. Oh, very nice. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's that's probably how I got into aviation. Um, shout out Scott Conway, really the inspiration for anything aviation that drew me into the industry and pretty much molded me into the man of interests that I am today. One to 400. And also, a shout, out, also yeah. a shout out to the Collingwood Football Club. I think they did a remarkable job this year. Yeah, well. Well, thanks for interrupting cares. me there, Ross. Sorry, just had to put it in there. True. Well, Tom, thank you so much for that blast to the past. Amazing story. It really is the past, isn't it? Thank <laughs> you for cutting me off there, Ross. Literally. Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to use your soundbite against you, actually. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Finally. I'm so sorry. To the man that now speaks any sense out of the three of us, Mr. Yes. Figgins. Nicholas Figgins. I've told you a story. Do I have to tell you another one? I mean, you know. Yes. Oh, yeah. You told a story, haven't you? I did tell a story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't actually want to tell that story. I was saying before, I didn't actually want to tell that story. It just so happened that it could add to Christos's funny oh, story. Fair enough. So, Do you have a story specific to how it was that you came to love aviation? It would oh, yeah. It would have yeah. to align with your dad's line yeah, of work, Yeah, yeah. Right? No, it does. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Um, Oh, it's two things. It's look. It's two things. I mean, one is with dad. He uh, he was behind. Obviously, you guys have heard on the podcast. He was behind uh, Hong Kong's new airport moving from Kai Tech. So he was one of the engineers on that. So growing up, there's a lot of you know aviation in the household, um, building the airport. Uh, he worked for Cathay for a little while. He worked very closely with <coughs> DHL and the cargo side of it. So that was quite good. Um, the other thing was was growing up in Hong Kong, it's a place where, well, it's a very small place, right? So you get bored quite easily. It's not like living here in Australia or like being in Melbourne where, you know, 
you can sort of take a drive and go out to sort of, I don't know, go to Geelong, go to the um, the, the Twelve Apostles, or go out to Hillsville or something like that. You know, you can't like take day trips in Hong Kong to go out somewhere. So, if you want to go on holiday or something like that, you have to fly and you fly internationally. So, we did a lot of flying around Asia. We went to the UK quite often to see my dad's side of the family over there. Um, there was a lot of flights on stuff like 330s, 340s and 777s and obviously the 74s. Um, and just flying on that, you know, it, I loved it. I mm. loved flying. And yeah. I'm pretty sure as a young kid, like I was great on airplanes as well. Like I was, I wasn't one of those babies that would like yell and scream and cry. Like the minute I got on the plane, I would fall asleep. And nowadays, I can't even fall asleep. I was about on an to aircraft. say like, you can't fall asleep. Yeah, in now, now, yeah, now. Is it just because of the the genuine excitement of being amongst everything you love that you sort of can't drive yourself to fall asleep? Because no, what it is no, for me no, when no, I can't no. It's fall. not that. It's I just can't fall asleep sitting up. I, just, right. I have to be like lie laid. flat. I had to. I have to be like lay down. You've had a few when when there is lie flat and you've been in line flat. Have you been able to fall asleep? Yeah, yeah, but obviously. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's not I, I definitely the everyday I, consumer. I, I, I can't. I can't lie down every single time. Otherwise, you know, yeah. I'd be very bankrupt. Uh, That's but true. On the odd occasion that I get to go in J class and lie flat, yeah, you 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 take it up. But there's also like a part of being in J class, and it's kind of like, well, if I fall asleep for seven hours, am I wasting this experience? Mm. I could be up. I could be like eating nice and like. Having a good drink. You could be eating Pringles stuff. or pretzels with a knife on and fork. That's right. Yeah, doing, doing living that. the Tedisco way. Usually on longer flights, yeah. Nice. I get about six, seven hours of sleep. But yeah, it's just sitting up that I can't fall asleep on. But yeah, I guess that's what got me into aviation. My dad and flying a lot. Um, shout out Bill. Shout he was a great guest. He Bill. was a great guest. That. He was. Yeah, we got so, to get Scott so Conway knowledgeable. On. We got to get Scott Conway. Yeah, on, yeah. Oh, mate, you love it. Yeah. He'd, re- he'd have a lot of great stories to regale. Oh, 100%. He should be here in this episode, to be honest, to tell us his stories. Well, that's right. Sit around the fire and listen to the tales of yeah, Scott Yeah, you know Conway. what? Maybe, maybe we'll teed up this season, hey? Yeah, all right. Maybe the penultimate to the, the great debate that's coming up, which that's a little sneak peek. I can't say more than that, view, uh, listeners, but... Okay. And speaking of debates, look, there is no debate as to who is the best in the industry when it comes to die-cast models. And that lies solely, squarely with Camost Australia. Collectors Aircraft Models Australia provide the highest, most exquisite detail with any die-cast wooden or mould uh, model that you buy. And they have an insane range. You think of any specific variant of any livery of any type of aircraft... Uh, they, I'm sure, will have it. I mean, Nick, what is it that you got for, for your birthday from the boys, Death. from them? I got a Peach A320 and I got a Mango 737-800. And I mean, they're not particularly common aircraft. No, they're not. I doubt many listeners have heard of Mango Airlines. And yet, they have a livery and an aircraft type of that specific model of aircraft I mean, the range is insane. But they also have the, the family favourites, you know, the, the A350s of, of the regular carriers that do them, you know, Cathay, Fijian. Military or, aircraft. Military aircraft. What's the one that you got recently? Well, thank you very much, boys. I got an awesome Rafale from the... Adal. What? Rafale. 
Rafal. Rafal. Yeah, I see what he did there. Rafal from the Hellenic Air Force. An awesome model. So Nick's ruffling in the floor laughing. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And they also have other stuff too, like little tugs, buses, for some people building. That's right. And um, look, Ross, being obviously a regular, avid customer of Camos, has even gone so far as to, he's bought the Beluga, to just to, to give context. The and, ultimate transport. Aircraft. And you actually went so far as to, what was it that you bought? to go with the Beluga? I bought uh, as little accessories for it, which I had no intention intention of doing so at first, but I fell victim to consumerism, was a two Airbus A320 fuselages that can fit inside the, inside the cargo hold of the Beluga and you can prop the front door open and you, you can prop it up and have it staged on your shelf with um, Airbus A320 fuselages being inserted in, or in and out. Of yeah. the uh, Beluga aircraft, yeah. and it's pretty fascinating to see that they have all the uh, all oh. the accessories that they have um, for whatever it is that you want to buy. And also, I f- I feel confident in saying that whatever it is that you're into, whatever aviation stuff that you're into, and they have it at Camost, you will probably find it cheapest there compared to other hobby shops. Well, that's right. Um, I'm going to give an example to that. Um, there's a outfit out of Malaysia, and I'm not going to name any names because obviously we don't want to hurt anyone in the industry, but there's an outfit in Malaysia that I bought a Singapore Airlines 777-200 off of. It was the first ever model I bought, and it was out of pocket. I was out of pocket about – well, actually, it was a gift, but I happened to know how much it was. And it was out of pocket about, oh, it would have been like 200 maybe. It was a 1 to 400 scale. And the average price of a 1 to 400 scale that you'll find is in some cases more than half of that price that I paid for at Collectors Aircraft Models Australia. And I just want to note also, you said you fell victim to consumerism, which is code for the incredible staff there upsold you, which talks to the level of professionalism and ability to meet your needs and 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 share their passion for the aviation industry with their customers that they have. It is incredible. And I just want to say a big shout out to Murray and Tob, uh, who are the, the guys down at Camos. We salute you. Uh, we'll be there as usual in a couple of weeks time. As always, you know us, we can't stay away. My um, birthday's coming up soon, boys. Uh, so collectors, aircraft well, models, Australia. Yeah, and that much. is in Braybrook. I always get that wrong, but it is in Braybrook in, uh, in a Northern or in a Western suburbs of melbourne and uh yeah thank you very much camos for sponsoring this podcast thank you so much for that shout out tom shout out to camos guys thank you so much as well for sharing your amazing stories of how you got into this incredible industry called aviation and giving out some funny stories for our listeners now i'm going to be throwing it over to tom for our game show boys i present to you have you been paying attention? Yep. Aviation edition. Oh boy. Woofed. Now, we have field tested this in a previous episode. We didn't release it because uh, of a variety of reasons. Uh, one Including of which. Including one absolutely blowing the competition out of the water. That's true. Again. Nick won with absolute. I mean, do you guys, do you listeners, do you really expect anything else at this stage? Nick wins most of the game shows. He's super knowledgeable. But the main reason was I stuffed up the mic on it. So um, <laughs> the, the, the audio wasn't turned on. Okay. This week, however, 
I have had you guys prepare, do some light reading because there's been a lot of news over the week uh, of aviation. In fact, every week there is, but this week in particular, there's been some juicy tidbits. Yes, mm-hmm. Ross. No, you didn't. You told us to prepare two hours before we started recording. This has been That's out all, you all day, need, mate. True. That's all you I, need. I was out all day. It sounds all like right. a personal problem. Well, can I just forfeit now then, or no? Okay, let's go. So. For the listeners at home, the format is there will be 20 questions. We're going to tally up the totals of each person as they get them correct, and then there'll be a clear winner at the end. Should there be a tiebreaker between two of you, I have a tiebreaker question to finish it off. Oh, a tiebreaker okay. question. So we're going to start off now. Now, your buzzer is your name, okay? You can choose to buzz before the question is finished, but you won't get any more information after the question's finished, Okay. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Are we ready? Yes. Let's go. Yes. Good. Test. Uh, Test. Nick. Test. Christos. Good. Hang on, sorry. I feel like this is unfair. No, when he asked that was the first question, he asked if we were ready, and I I buzzed with my name. You guys didn't. No, because I will take the start, the very first sound I hear, okay? Excellent. To Ireland now, where our beloved Ryanair had a return, a flight returned to the ground shortly after takeoff. Why did the aircraft return to the ground? Ross. Ross, Ross was first. The Australian government ordered it to land because Alan Joyce was on it. <laughs> no, that's good though, that's good. Lots of pressure. You're on the right track. Nick. Yes. The door was open. The door was open, that is correct. So hang on, how come... He gets that and I don't. Because you said loss of pressure. You didn't specify how the loss of pressure occurred, mate. So shouldn't that be half I, a point I, each? I, I, Absolutely I feel, not. I feel that is half a point each. That is not half a point I, each. I, because I feel that is half a point each. No, no, because in the news report it said they went down, they came back because the door it was not down. properly closed. Okay, favoritism. Resulting in a loss of pressure. I, yeah, but I also want to say that the loss of pressure has to begin with there being pressure. To begin with. Which right, it wasn't because the door was open. Okay, sorry. That's question one. This is going to take a bit long. Okay. Yeah. This week, English football club Newcastle United announced that one of Nick, their... N- Saudia. That is correct. Can we listen to the whole question, please? Yeah, you can. Uh, one of their new major sponsors would be an airline. Which airline was sponsoring them? And the answer was Saudia. Okay, Nick's on two. A and A saw the grateful return to service of a third what this week? Ross? Uh, yes. I'm after Ross. Nah, I, I can't. No. You got to answer. So I say something. Aircraft. <sighs> I'm off. Not. It's too vague. I'm, I'm yes, Nick. Flying Honu. Eight ready. There we go. That last part was the critical piece of information. Okay, I'm gonna have to give you guys a full week's notice next time. Nick, <laughs> thank you. Here we go. One single American carrier posted a near 100% completion rate of their scheduled network for Q3 2024. Which carrier Nick. was it? Yes. United. Ross. Christos. I was he, he did actually say Christos first. I'm yeah. getting in afterwards. Yes, go Christos. Delta? Southwest. Nick. Yes. American? Christos. Yes. Southwest. That's been said. Hey, that's been said. No, been that's, that's not that. Sorry. Oh, Ross. Far out. Yeah. Alaska. That is correct. Well done. Mm, Alaska good. Airlines. All right, Ross is on one, Nick is on three, we continue. Amongst the turmoil this week in Israel and Gaza, there's been a lot of aviation news, so here's a few questions for you. What is the official name of Israel's primary airport? Yes. Tel Aviv? Nick, I'll go after Christos. 
That is correct. I didn't finish the question. The rest of the question is 10 points for City, 10 points for official name. You got the City Nick. for 10 points. Ben Gurion. That is correct. That's fine. One all for Ross and Christos, and it is four for Nick. Here we go. Who said 10 points for Nick? Oh, sorry. 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 Yeah, good point. Um, It's one point. It's my, my, my fault. Sorry. We're going by one point each. Sorry. 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 Okay. Well, duck nine can, points can you not count more than myself. <laughs> Only one carrier maintained almost all of their scheduled flights into and out of Tel Aviv throughout the conflict so Nick. far. Christos, which carrier is it? Nick was first. LL. That is correct. Five to one to one. Israel's national carrier LL has what feature equipped to the... Anti-missile. That is correct. Okay. We (laughs) we are now at five one one. Here we go. How many repatriation flights have Qantas had direct involvement with... One. Mm -mm. I didn't finish the question. Oh. Direct involvement with, meaning that it has involved a Qantas plane. Christos. Two. Ross. Three. I'm counting the legs from Dubai to Melbourne. Oh. So on and so forth that have had, had evacuated repatriatees. Oh, okay. Repatriation. I'm doing too well in this, just saying. One, two, and six. Here we go. Who's on two? A Canadian government chartered flight got the shock of their lives this week when flying off the coast of China. What happened? I'll give a clue to you all. They realise how old their A310 <laughs> was. Yeah. I'll What's give your you, name? I'll give you a clue to you all. The clue is, think about what happens when Christos. the Taiwanese approach Christos. Chinese airspace. Yes. They were intercepted. That is correct. Ah. Two, two, and six. <laughs> Leeds Bradford Airport had an eventful eventful Friday afternoon last week. What happened to a TUI 737 there? Ross. Yes. Uh, it slid off the runway. That is correct. Yeah. Three, two, and six. Okay, we're getting somewhere. We're the getting somewhere. Only thing I have seen this week. Okay. You three enjoyed a wonderful morning in sunny Sydney on Saturday just past. Ross. Yes. It was great. I'm, sorry, I'm just saying that. <laughs> nah. It, it was great. That counts as his turn. Oh, yeah, no. it does, doesn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. Well. You travelled on a Qantas A3-3200. What was the flight number and route of the previous flight flown by your aircraft? Nick. Yes. It was from Perth. It's, t- it's one point for each as well. It was from Perth to Melbourne. So that's one. It was QF561. <laughs> Christos posted this flight number in our group chat so you should know Christos and you have the floor now it was QF yes that is correct no (laughs) (laughs) it's a three digit number 507 higher Mm. than three it's got a seven in it Ross higher than three I wasn't paying attention QF 565 I haven't had my turn Mm. yet yeah but that yeah go on QF I'll abandon this question after Christos takes his next attempt because he just had one yes okay Five seven one, no five, five. seven four, yeah. no. no five. Mm. Go on. Seven eight nine. Woo, close. Mm. Seven six four. Um, hang on. Did you just say seven six four? Yeah. And you said there was no number above what? Three in in the total. Oh, three. Yeah. There's a four, oh. a six, and a seven. Fair enough. Christos, please None tell me which, you interpreted uh, that three. as. 
the whole flight number was more than three. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> QF4. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, okay, we're abandoning that. So, okay, so Nick's on seven. We've got seven, three, and two. Ross is on three. Chris is on two. The Australian aviation sector has this week named the most reliable airline in Australia based off of the Q3 OTP. Christos. Nick. Uh, Ross. Christos. Virgin Australia. Mm. Fuck, I know who it is too. The rest of the question is which airline now wears the crown of the uh, most reliable airline in Australia? I know who it is too. I know who it is. Well, one of you buzz Nick. in then. Yes, Nick. Rex. Nick, Nick buzzed in next. Yeah. Rex. That's that correct. is why, kids, you don't rush. Okay. Eight, three, two, here we go. There is a new play in the Japanese airline market. What is the name of the new airline targeting the Japanese market to open Nick. their airline? Yes. It's Don't very like cool airlines. Very close. Ross. Too well. Oh, so close. Yes. Very hot airlines. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christos, you have the floor. I said very cool airlines was really close. Very cool airlines was very close. Okay, wait. Very cool airlines. Oh, I know what it is. Nick, I'm after Christos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it very cool airways? <laughs> Nick. Really cool. That is correct. Woo! All right. Well, I'm just thinking in terms of what question we're up to. We're up to question 14. It says one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left. You're on three. You're now on eight, which means there's still a game. Nah, there isn't. We'll entertain. Go I'm gonna, ahead. I'm going to try ruin it for someone. This week, on. an airline announced its return to Abu Dhabi for the first time Nick. since COVID. Yes. Eddie had British Airways. That is correct. I mean, he's not. Even, he's literally looking away while he's answering. He's like, "Yeah, pfft, come on, give me a Doesn't challenge." Doesn't help that someone does the news. Huge news from Qantas this week. Walked away from a battle with the competition watchdog, the ACCC. Qantas dropped its six hundred and fourteen million dollar takeover bid for the country. Ross, which airline? Yes, Ross. Alliance. That is correct. All right, we're playing nine four two here. I'm just going to ruin it for someone now. Next question. I thought question. it was on three. The price of petrol was skyrocketing worldwide. Ross. Wit- yes. True. <sighs> oh, he's out. That is correct. <laughs> you already know the answer, don't you? Just uh, from based off of this, you know where it's going. Okay. I, I know where it's going. Which carrier not- has this week announced that it Nick. is cancelling? F- yes. Qantas. You have the floor here, Christos. I want to hear the question, please. Which carrier this week announced that it is ca- it was cancelling flights because it couldn't afford to pay for fuel? Ross, next, after Christos. Rex. <coughs> Bamboo. Couldn't afford to pay for flights. That's probably, that might be true, Ross, but this is a carrier that has publicly stated it as the official reason for why their flights were cancelled. Okay. Christos. Yes. How long do I have? Oh, f- PIA. On. Correct. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, PIA. That is correct. Pakistan International Airways announced this week they were cancelling flights because I they couldn't afford to pay I just want to be Christos now. That's all I care. They're about. the uh, only ones I know from that. Area. Three, four, nine. I mean, he's won at this point officially now. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations, Nick. It is now a battle essentially between Christos and Ross. Okay. Three and four. You're still allowed to answer, Nick. So we'll continue going. Here we go. Who's, who's three and who's four? So I'm Ross four. is four, Christos is three. Okay. We're a big fan of aviation CEOs on this podcast. Which major airport onboarded a new CEO this week? Christos? Yes. 
saying LA. <laughs> Ross. Yeah. Yes. What'd you say? What uh, was the clue? Throws, so I'm on 10. As we know from News with Nick, Rex welcomed another 737 this week. You're excluded from this, uh, Nick. Which airline did the aircraft fly before it became to Rex? Before it came to Rex? I, I can't say it, can I? No, I, Chris I specifically said it. KLM? No. No. Yes, Ross. Is it Silk Air? That is correct. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay, four, five. This is heating up, boys. Here we go. This week, a Jetstar flight was hauled back to the gate Ross. and abandoned. Yes. A security threat from passengers on board wanting to get off. Oh, that's essentially correct. Oh, you guys judge. The answer is. Um, to, and Ed, abandoned Ed after a fight broke out on board over what? He didn't really say over what, though. Because he didn't want to move seats? Uh, you don't know anyway. Yeah, you get the answer. Okay, the answer was, it Israel, was Israel versus Palestine. It was, it was Israel versus Palestine, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. No, that was brought up, but it wasn't the cause of it. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is for the win for second place, Ross. <laughs> the win for second place. I'm already two points ahead of him. And finally, one. after many finally. long years of not being 99% buffered, Abu Dhabi's new terminal is finally fully rendered. What date will it open? Nick. Oh, I can't. You are Wait, out. Can I say it or no? Let these guys try first. If not a date, a month will do. Christos. Yes. I'm going to take a stab and say January. December. <laughs> what month aside from December hasn't happened yet? Yeah, he no. just said October. Oh, my next guess is going to be November. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, November is correct. Oh, gosh. This is why this game show shouldn't air. <laughs> All right. So Nick has won the game Nick. show. Um, and f- see if, I mean, I'm you already know this planes. one. You already know the tiebreaker question, Nick, but I'll give it to the other two in the background while I set up. Uh, so assuming plans. that if it, Nick already knew the tiebreaker question, he was in the tiebreaker. I think that's ridiculous. That's true. I mean, you should know it too, but. How about winner takes all? Okay. So the tiebreaker question was at, um, as, as the Qantas executive withers away one by one, who departed the company this week for bigger and brighter things? Oh, uh, Goida. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Goida. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do it this week, though. He did it last week. Oh, Alan last Joyce. Week. Alan Joyce. Still no. What? What? No, Olivia Worth. He was the first one to go. It was Olivia Worth. Thank you very CEO much, Nick. Loyalty. CEO oh, I genuinely loyalty. did not know that. Yeah. She was the one that was supposed to get the job, in, the job over Vanessa Hudson, but they went with Vanessa, and I guess now she's leaving because of that. But well done, Nick. Great victory as per usual. Well earned. Turn that music off. This was expected. Yeah, I mean, okay, from now on, coming into a podcast, just expect to be reading the simple flying. I got all those look, questions from simple flying. dominating last week with But Russell's then if you're reading the flying, give someone like, else a go. On. It's a ridiculous uh, game show. Ridiculous game. Is it going to fall into pandemonium again? It's because you're too good, Nick. Well, fellas, it's been wonderful chatting. Thank you for indulging my game show this week. And thank you, Christos, for um, inviting us to share some uh, stories about how we got our start in aviation and, and what it got us into. And some pretty hilarious rat race. Literally. Stories as well. 
Um, Why do I feel that was just an attack on me? <laughs> it was Benny Hill, mate. Um, <laughs> so oh, you should have had that playing when I said the story. Uh, that's right. I know exactly. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Remember to go check out Camos in Braybrook or online at uh, camos.com.au when you get the chance. We'll see you next week. Keep an eye out on the Instagram for promotions regarding what next week will involve, or next episode, sorry. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. See Thanks, ya. guys. See you later. See, see you, ya. guys. <laughs> <laughs>